स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रंग में सुन रहे हैं आपका शॉप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर सात मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं आपसे लेके तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी खाटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम खुशनुमा है हल्के हल्के बादल यूँ ही मंडरा रहे हैं इधर उधर बरसात सुबह हो चुकी है सो अब बरसात के कोई इम्कान नहीं है अलबत्ता कल से मौसम अच्छा खूबसूरत और गर्म रहने वाला है मंडे ट्यूजडे दे आर एक्सपेक्टिंग टेम्परेचर्स टू गो अप टू थर्टी वन डिग्रीज नो दैट्स हॉट यस दैट्स वेरी हॉट दैट इज फॉर मी टू स्टे इन द स्टूडियो एंड नॉट डू एनीथिंग वेर वी हैव ए सी वेर वी हैव ए सी दैट्स ट्रू सो इन टूडेज प्रोग्राम स्पेशल शो टूडे बिकॉज Uh, right after our chit chat and a little bit of chit chat here and there and everywhere we're going to be playing an interview with uh, a dear friend of mine and i call them dear friends because i've known this group of people for over 35 years and um, they are restaurant owners so obviously food is my most favorite and uh, it's a greek restaurant and also has italian dishes mm. it's called the neighbors restaurant on uh, victoria drive and 49th mm. and when i first met them they were on 39th and victoria drive so their building has been purchased by you know developers and they will have to move from there really yeah oh man so it's been a fixture on um, on victoria drive for so many years and uh, now they'll be moving from there so i got an opportunity to talk to the owner is george his daughter mitsi and that interview will be coming up later on in today's program sounds awesome so it's going to be a good interview but before we go into that interview i just wanted to uh, talk to you about this morning um heard about a fire that was taking place and it it took place last night Yeah, so actually I was in downtown last night in the area. I went to Did you start the fire? No, I did not start a fire. No way. Okay. So actually uh, a couple of my friends and I went to the like near Science World area. Oh yeah. And we decided to just go take a walk down there because it's so beautiful at night, especially with all the lights. Um and we had a couple cousins from Calgary over anyway. So we were walking and the smell of smoke was so strong. Uh-huh. I I was thinking that maybe there's a fire near us like very close by. Uh-huh. And we can see smoke actually from a little bit further away and it really smelled like it was right beside us and I we didn't know what it was. There were no reports out yet, no news. And this morning I checked and it was of a, a church that actually caught fire mm. and that smell traveled so far. It was so strong. Wow. Yeah, and I've never actually been in an area where there's like like where a fire has happened yeah. and I didn't realize how far it travels and how oh, yeah. strong it is even that far away. And I think yesterday there, it was quite windy as well. Mm-hmm. And so the wind must have carried all that uh, over. You know, I come to the conclusion and we are a radio station as well and in media and radio and television is out there to give the latest news that is happening our station sort of tries to um, give all that news as well but also happy news too mm-hmm. so um we have happy news all the time in the morning uh, where you know there is a, a feel good story that we we tell and i i've decided at this time in my life although a lot of things bad things are happening in the world and they've been happening for many many years 
But I think because of the social media and because of news getting to us very quickly, like instantly, we find out how screwed up all humans are. Hmm. Yeah. Don't you think that? And you know, another thing too that I noticed uh, a while ago was it doesn't matter what news source you look at, right? There's always only going to be a few good stories, right? Yeah. It's mostly the negative, the negative stories and that it makes it scary, right? It makes you think of other countries and that are going through all these horrible things yeah. that they're reporting. Yeah. But sometimes we want to see the good things that are happening too yeah. in those countries, right? That's so true. I do see what you mean. And all these negative stories definitely do impact the way that you feel on a regular basis basis, right? Because you're getting all that negative energy in you. Not really that. You know, Maya, what I feel is that all this news is desensitizing us. Mm. So now I, I hear about somebody's being stabbed. Oh, it happened before. Yeah. Or even a shooting in Surrey, right? Shooting in Surrey. Now they found the, the guy, Yeah, a young 28-year-old man. Um, you know, I I feel that all this probably is desensitizing us and it's like it's part of life no so. 100% i mean if i watch a movie and i see you know someone uh, getting slashed by a machete or you know someone getting stabbed it does hurt me because i'm i'm seeing it it is mm. happening right in front of me mm. whereas when i report the news i know it's happening i i'm reporting that it has happened but it definitely is different than you know really seeing it because I report stories about people being slashed by machetes and people being stabbed. And it just sounds like it's coming out of a movie, which is so unfortunate, you know? And I think you're right. We are being desensitized to it because so much of it is happening. And we know about so much because of the access we have to the internet, right? The, the other part of, I think, um, looking at news and reading all the news, um, hearing it all the time, I have noticed that majority of the stations, no matter which station you are watching the news on, will start with one murder case and will continue with about four or five stories and then some other horrible stories. Maybe, you know, I'll stop watching the news, especially before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's also because they, they need to do the local, the provincial, the national, then the global, <laughs> right? So every so, way something is happening. Exactly. And they want to get the biggest story out, right? <laughs> The so, big story of today was Boris Johnson not running. I mean, I feel like the biggest story all the time for you is who's running and who's not running. <laughs> Yesterday <laughs> we, we talked about uh, they, someone else as well. So. David Eby, we were talking about our, our uh, premier and then David Eby. I saw this very funny post um, about, um, you know, UK. Uh, it says Carpen- carpenters needed, urgently required, cabinet falling apart. Oh my. <laughs> Apply to... 10 Downing Street, no tools required, the building is full of them. Oh my gosh, that's actually so funny because when you think about it, that's like they use the words perfectly with double meaning towards that's the whole right. thing. That's so funny. <laughs> so, oh man. So jo- Boris Johnson um, leaving um, feels like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. On other bad news, let's just go on to the bad news. Brace yourself, Ontario's next wave of COVID-19 is here. The doctors are confirming that. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to come, right? Mm. Because masks are not mandatory anymore. Yes. Uh, the vaccine passports are not mandatory anymore. And, you know, but is it is it as bad as it was before? Is it an endemic now? Well, what like what is this new wave going to be for us? And what does it look like for us? You know, well, those are some of the stories that we will have to um, pay some attention to. Another mm-hmm. story, I think, 
Canada is entering a moderate and short-lived recession. Mm -hmm. So we are going into recession in 2023. But the RBC um, economists are saying it's not going to be detrimental like 2008. Mm -hmm. The 2008 recession just killed us. It was really a bad recession. So this one is not going to be as bad as that. I mean, it's understandable of, as to why it's going to happen. Like, look at the um, how expensive it is to live right now, how expensive it is to get gas and to get food. And, like, you know, just in general, like, everything has yep. gone up so high and not a lot of people are, you know, employed or not a lot of people are making enough money to be able to provide for these large families, right? No. Especially in the South Asian community. That's right. Um I am I'm also uh, quite saddened by the news that James Khan uh, passed away at 82. Mm. I think we'll, you'll be talking about that a lot in uh, the Drive Home Grind today. Yeah. Uh, liked this actor very much. He was in The Godfather as well mm -hmm. and uh, played the part of uh, Sony Corleone. Um, and, and I think uh, his acting in other movies has been, you know, appreciated by many people. James Caan. Definitely. He was also in that classic Christmas movie, Elf, right? Oh, like, that's right. <laughs> the, he, the, some people, they really come into Hollywood or even Bollywood and change it, you know? And he was definitely one of the people that made an impact on it. And you can really see how good of an actor he really was, you know? That's true. When you see some news stories, uh, Maya, uh, do the headlines catch your uh, sight? Is the headline the first thing that you look at? Definitely. I mean, yeah. I think that's the point, right? That's why it's uh, the the bold one. And they right. always use specific words, you know? Like, for example, I'm just looking at one which says, Prince Harry says he was not told Queen's staff involved in ending his security. And you know what? In Bollywood, <laughs> it's worse. In Bollywood, they will have a title and you'll yes. click the article and it'll be something totally different. Yeah, I know. Like, it'll be like, Karina, look at what Karina Kapoor said about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you open it up and she didn't even say anything, right? <laughs> she just kind of mentioned it or she barely said anything about it. So sometimes I feel like they trick you depending on what website or what, um, what source you're looking at. But usually if they're a credible source... Uh, it's usually some, somewhat similar. Isn't right? that interesting? Very, very interesting. So a lot of, lot of stories in the Globe and Mail about uh, a stunning portrait of presidential depravity that uh, Trump uh, was near a tipping point and, and then his presidency ended. So one would say, ah, I want to read about some juicy stuff. Yeah. But that's yellow journalism, mm -hmm. right? I mean, for me, like every like you asked me before, what is what catches your eye? Mm. What is your favorite type of news to read or mm. or even report? And everyone has their own niches, right? That's right. So I mean, and it, it does take a little bit of time to figure out what really interests you, right? It certainly does. Yeah. So what are we uh, going to be uh, concentrating on today, as far as news is concerned, apart from the fire in uh, our own little city? So I mean. I'll have to look for some a little bit more happy news because I feel like that's something we should report a little bit more than I do. Um, but I mean, we do have in Richmond, there's that highway uh, that's attached to the Massey Tunnel as well, and they were going to expand on it. So are they building an overpass or are they going to be extending the, the Massey Tunnel? So basically, the work is now in progress. They have uh, it's $87.5 million project. Okay. Um, and what they're going to do is... So they're going to use the ex existing interchange, right? Okay. That has two travel lanes. It's going right. to be a new interchange. Okay. And it's going to have five travel lanes, 
right? Wow. It's going to be two eastbound and three westbound lanes, and then one left turn lane onto Highway 99. Oh. Yeah. So they're just expanding it. Uh, yeah. So um, when when they were doing the survey as to people wanted an overpass or not, mm. I know that the overpass would have been very expensive. It would have taken a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, it would have been the ideal thing to do. I'm not blaming the current government. The previous government also talked about this, and that government was in power for 20 years. And a government previous to that uh, was the NDP, and they were also aware of the fact that that tunnel is getting, you know, congested mm-hmm. day by day. Yeah. How come nobody thought of that at that point and started the work? I mean, you look at when I report news every day, I'm always talking about how um, how they have to move the divider, you know, or how they have to do or not. Sorry, not there. But you know how they have to do the um, mm. oh man, what's it called? You know, when they go both ways, right? Oh, that's right. The, so the change the, the direction of the traffic. Yes. Mm. Right. And it's like when you when you have to do that so often every single day at around five o'clock, that's when you know or uh, counterflow. Mm. That's when you know that something needs to change or you need to add something to it. Counterflow. Right. Counterflow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, then let's take a short commercial break. I'll play a brand new song and then we will meet Mitzi from the neighbor's restaurant. How about that? Perfect. Good idea. Spice Radio or Radio Room Jim Sundry, you have a program. There are many films released, many films released, and a film that I have seen, and that is Lal Singh Chadda. आपको पिछली बार भी मैंने बताया था कि लाल सिंह चड्डा इज अ कॉपी ऑफ फॉरेस्ट गम्प और इसमें फॉरेस्ट गम्प का जो रोल अदा कर रहे हैं वो हैं आपके अपने आमिर खान साहब तो इस फिल्म के गीत एक एक करके रिलीज हो रहे हैं वो आपके लिए पेश करेंगे बहुत सी और फिल्में भी रिलीज होने वाली हैं जिनका संगीत आ रहा है जैसे एक एक विलन रिटर्न हिट द फर्स्ट केस जादूगर इसके अलावा ओम या रक्षाबंधन या फिर टीटू अंबानी दैट वुड बी एन इंटरेस्टिंग वन ये सारी फिल्में और इनका संगीत रिलीज़ हो रहा है एंड वी विल प्रॉब्ली बी प्लेइंग इट फॉर यू आज तो आई थॉट लाल सिंह चड्डा से आपके लिए ये छोटा सा गीत और उसके बाद मिट्सी के साथ मुलाकात फिर ना ऐसी रात आएगी Rock, Lou, Metro 
क्या ये मुमकिन है कभी तुम मेरे हो पाओगे मैं ये बाहें खोल दूंगा तुम गले लग जाओगे जिस तरह उम्मीद से देखता हूँ मैं तुम्हें तुम मुझे भी उस नजर से देखने लग जाओगे या इसी उम्मीद में मेरी जिंदगी गुजर जाएगी फिर नैसी रात आएगी हमें जो साथ लाएगी नजदीक We have with us Mitzi, who is from the famous Neighbors Restaurant. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this restaurant because the very first time I saw this restaurant, <laughs> it was near my uh, lawyer's office, and office, he, yeah. he he took me there, and uh, and we ate food there, and I fell in love with that food, and from that day onwards, thirty years <laughs> later. I am still going to this restaurant, and today I have the opportunity to talk to uh, the daughter of the owner of the restaurant, who is looking after the restaurant, Mitzi. Mitzi, how are you doing? Shushma, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. So good, good. So, so tell me, when mom and dad told you that they were going to be running a restaurant, what were your feelings? Well, you know, Shushma, it didn't really go like that. I, was, I don't think I was told. It was just. That was the way that it was. I mean, I've been the restaurant's been there forty years, and yes. I'm in or around that age, so I sometimes feel like I was born even in the restaurant, <laughs> right? <laughs> I joke and say I was born in the pizza room, and that's just how it went, right? Mom yeah. and dad, four kids, in-laws. You know, they came here and they set some roots, and uh, it's you know the story you hear. They came with nothing and they made something, and you know we bow our heads to them and say. And you know, to that generation as yourself, and say, "Wow, right?" Because our generation is a little bit different, for sure. So, yeah, I think your mom and business, yeah, it is. And food business is the toughest business to be in, because you it never know sure how you is. Yeah, you never know it how you're sure going to make but it. But it's normal. Yes, to me and to you know, as I call them, restaurant kids and restaurant families. You know, the sacrifice that we make and how we are raised. Is different, and I'm now doing it with my son. You mm. know, now it's, we're going third generation, and I notice the age that he is now, eight, nine. Those are my first memories of the restaurant, and I notice it's starting with him too, right? He understands that, you know, there's some nights it's a Saturday, and he's got a something to go to, and I can't take him. It's Saturday night, wow. mom's working, wow. or you know, so it's interesting for you know to see it really resonates now. A little boy says, "Did someone call in sick, mom? Is that why you're going?" The dishwasher broke down. It's a long weekend, and 
it's every parent molds their child and their family and that's how we were raised and um you know there's some sacrifices but believe you me there's some benefits too to know that we have a good foundation and something that we can uh work from right so I, I want not an uh, easy one but we go with it <laughs> that's true that's true i want our listeners yeah. to know that neighbors restaurant is moving from their current location but we'll come to that in a minute we are yeah, yeah. we'll no, come to that yeah. in a minute but i want to i want to go back to the history of your for your restaurant so like you know my son you and my son are the same age dear yeah yeah and when he talks about broadcasting he says he was born in it you were born in that restaurant so tell me yeah. which was the very i mean greek food is amazing food which is yeah. your most favorite dish that you um sort of went oh. towards you know i mean obviously yeah, you know it's interesting i would say i have five meals on heavy rotation right <laughs> so we have a menu <laughs> we have a menu of i don't even know how many items a lot anyways but you know i have my rotation so i you know sometimes i'm doing my salads and my chickens but when it co- really comes down to it our pizza and our greek food you know hands down right so yeah. um you know the authentic the dough that something so my father's mother my grandmother yes. who lived with us for 40 some odd years back and forth she came every year from Greece so the summer in Greece and the winter fall and spring in Vancouver right. and so she and us and freeze me along with my mom living in the house mom worked and grandma was there it was a dynamic that that was the generation back then that's how it happened with immigrated in-laws yes anyhow grandma was a baker mm. so from back home the skills of making the dough and how to proof and all of that that's how my father and his brother picked up mm. and made this you know incredible as we call greek pizza and you know greek people and restaurants in this city it's you know 9 out of 10 times you're going to meet a greek person they have a restaurant and we yes. do have a little bit of a unique pizza it's not a thin crust it's not a thick crust it's in yes. a pan it's you know cooked on the stone so pizza for sure is one of my favorites yes. and then of course the greek food right i'm greek so yes. let's have some lamb let's have some greek salad let's have some tzatziki <laughs> and more tzatziki <laughs> right one of your favorites too right so yes. it's one of those things once in a while i'm like you know what i haven't had like something you know like a cajun prawns we have on the menu it's mm. delicious and yes. people love it but there's some items that um definitely pizza greek food and uh those are my favorite now, so that's what i tend to eat there lovely now i know that um there are many greek restaurants around and because we love greek food and indians and greeks have got something very um special because in yes. uh, 312 bc when alexander came to india either he took the yogurt dishes from india or gave the yeah. yogurt dishes to india exactly. you, yeah. <laughs> either one of those two right so um it's interesting you say that yeah mm. i i have a um it's interesting because this has really come to light in the last couple of years i have a crew of um some indian you know immigrating students and um they sit close together and the cultures to really be you know um side by side with this young generation of kids and see you know we have so many similarities the food the morals the values the work ethic it's really something you know like i really resonate with it and it's it's nice yes it's nice to to be around and to actually like really be in it and it's just it's just interesting the 
even when it comes to business, like how many Indian restaurants and Indian families, like they're doing the same thing. Yes. It's Indian food. It is. And the food's similar. That's right. That's right. So, so uh, I was getting, I was going to other Greek restaurants because I, I fell in love with the food that I ate at your place. But there is one thing about your restaurant that I could not, and I openly am saying it on air, could not find <laughs> it at any other Greek restaurants. That is your salad. Man, your salad is a killer. <laughs> it's the dressing, I tell you. Sometimes when we go to a Greek restaurant or, or whatever it is, and I'm like, why do these people just put oil on their salad? What's wrong with them? Yes. So our house dressing has, I think it's like 13 or 14 different items in it. So wow. we bring in the oregano and the thruby. It's, um, you know, not a spice that just comes from Montreal. That's imported from Greece. My uncle, my dad calls my uncle and they import in the thruby and it comes in this, you know, weird heaped up box and it's ready to go. Mm. But it's spice that comes from Greece. And then the oil we use and the vinegar we use and, and our homemade seasoning salt and then a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Wow. And we use a lot of it and it's something that you know, when it gets mixed, depending on, I'm like, listen, who mixed it? Because yes. it's not bang on. Yes. So stop what you're doing. And then the cheese that we use, you know, when we put on a salad. Yes. And then the, the, the vegetables themselves, right? We don't, we're a small restaurant, right? Yes. We're not a corporate place. And restaurant business, let's not stray from our combo, but it is cutthroat. So for, in order for us, especially now, to do what we're doing, I've got to shop around. So mm. that is something that is my daily thing and I go to the markets and I pick the tomatoes and I pick the green peppers and I pick the cucumbers. Mm. Am I getting grade A? Am I getting grade B? What am I getting? And that makes a difference, right? And then when did you cut it? We do prep every single day, 8 a.m., two guys are in, three, four hours, they get the restaurant set and the crew comes in at one o'clock. Wow. So it's not a one-shot deal. It's not a one-man show. It's moving parts to get to the goal and it has to be consistent delicious and i always say it must be perfect every time and if it's not we're gonna fix it <laughs> you're gonna come to my restaurant you gotta have a perfect meal from the service to the food to everything from the time you walk in to the time you leave to you get home and you sit on your couch i want you to say man that was good and we Otherwise, always what am that. i doing exactly good i'm glad you do i love when you come in you always make my day i love having a visit with you because it's just it's not coming to a restaurant. It's like my home. Yes. It's like our family's home. My dad did it for, you know, 40 plus years. All the kids, we all worked in that restaurant. And at some point, careers changed. For me, I knew from about now, eight, nine years old, like my son, I loved the restaurant. Mm. I was enamored by my dad. He was just, you know, I idolized him. So being able to go with dad every Saturday and Sunday to the restaurant, and it didn't matter what it was as long as I was there. And that was it. By 16, I was like, okay, I'm like, why am I going to go learn about social studies when I want to cut a cucumber? So it was something <laughs> that I just knew, right? And it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's something that's really in, in me. It's, it's in, my, in my heart. It Thank is, you. Yeah, it's beautiful the way you explain it because you live that life every day. And it's not boring for you. No, I always say, you know, people, especially, you know, friends of my age and that, you know, I, I have a couple friends that are in the restaurant business, uh, not from family passed on, something they decided on their own to do. And it's different. 
Mm. You know, going with a group, five people investing, that's a thing. Mm. For me, I wake up and I think of tomatoes and potatoes. <laughs> I think of a schedule. I think of it's Wednesday night, it's beer wing night, the volleyball team's coming in. Or looking at the books, okay, this family's coming in because there's a connection. Yes. And so to me, it's not work. Yes. So it's like you're coming to my home. Yes. So then when people do come to my home, they're like, oh my God, you go all off because you have a restaurant. I'm thinking, do you know that this is what I love doing? Uh, Yesterday I had a play date. I made nachos. The mom said they're the best nachos I had. I said, I love feeding people. It makes <laughs> me happy. So food is like a language of love, right? It is. And uh, it's, it's, you know, not for everyone, but for me it is. And it's really something that, you know, we have a little evolution happening now, right? Yes. That, you know, mom, dad, um, God bless them. Mm. <laughs> they really, they sacrificed their life. Yes. You know, they missed out on a lot. Yes. And they did some things to make something happen and build, not just for us, but for that community. Mm-hmm. And to be on Victoria Drive's first location 17 years, mm-hmm. then to really get it together and move up to 49, mm-hmm. another 23, 23 years, mm-hmm. and then have the touch of us kids being a little bit older. So we knew something. We knew a little bit social media, how to do a bar, how to do this, things that mom and dad weren't really that into, you know? Mm. And now here we're going one more time. We'll be moving, and uh, and it's, it's pretty incredible to think that we will be in that neighborhood for 40 years. I hope another 40, Sushma. <laughs> I hope. You know, uh, I, I'm really, really excited for this adventure. So we'll see I, how it goes. I think you guys are going to be there for a very long time. Let me just take a very short commercial break and come back. Yes. I want to ask you a couple of other questions about the restaurant, about, uh, you know, uh, when uh, when all the move is going to be happening. But bear with you me. You got it. We're talking to Mitzi from the Neighbors Restaurant. So there's one confusion, Mitzi, in my mind. Whenever you go and write the Neighbors, there are two Neighbors Restaurants. Yes. So can you tell me a little bit about that? I can, absolutely, 100%. So uh, my father, George, and his brother, Alex, you know, they emigrated from Canada, uh, opened up. uh, They did a few other restaurant ventures, you know, around the province of that, buckled down in Vancouver and opened up Neighbors on 39th and Victoria, Worked alongside there. The restaurant did well, and it was time for a second location. Mm. So dad and um, brother opened another location up on Oak Street, Oak and yes. 23rd. Yes. Neighbors number two, it was called. Mm. And away things went. But let's just be real. You know, business and family sometimes is not the easiest mix. No. Two brothers, they both have kids. They both have wives. And a different flair wanting to be put on. Yes. So sometime along the road, it was the decision was made. It was best to just branch off a bit, call the other restaurant the best neighbors, still kind of under the umbrella, mm. same um, food and cuisine and same style and, you know, same family, but let's run them at two separate entities. Right. You know, family was still family. We still did our family things, but just to have the restaurant separated was a bit nice. And now the uh, restaurant that's on uh, Oak was best neighbors. My cousin, who uh, is in similar position as I am, you mm. know, second generation coming along, he thought, you know what, I'm going to branch off and put my own flair on it. So he changed the name to Johnny's on Oak. Okay. So the restaurant has been renamed. Yes. Same family, same similar cuisine. They put a few little flares on it and that, and they're mm. doing 
exceptionally well with the clientele that they have and you know kudos to them right it's it's what works for everyone right exactly. so, so, so uh for so, me same thing i have the one now in victoria would i work alongside uh with family and partnering in that it's hard yes you know one mind says this one mind says that right so uh, i will be doing it solo in a sense of course with the hand of dad the mentoring the guidance and you know, every day saying amen and thank you because without him and mom, I would have nothing. I wouldn't, there wouldn't be a neighbor. I wouldn't have what I have. My life that I have is because of them. It's what they instilled. Spoken so like a true I'm daughter. Doing, yeah, I'm <laughs> doing what they did, right? Yes. Um, you know, it's like I, I learned it from somewhere. Kids come as a blank canvas, you see. Yes. So it's what you program. Now, so taking you back so so that was the story of the two uh, neighbors yes. restaurants taking you back a little bit in between uh, running the first one on 39th and uh, Victoria you guys sold it to somebody else yes and then so there you, was a small period of time yes small period of time that dad branched off uh, did another restaurant night and day one of those franchises right you know growth it was great it was in the you know, late 80s, early 90s, right? Yes. Big boom. And it went well. And then there you go, right? Things don't go so well, belly up. Mm. And so um, it didn't go well. Dad took a little pause from restaurants. And then come 1996, yes, we came back into town. We went for dinner to neighbors. Uh -huh. And it was our old chef. Yes. And he looked at my dad and he said, I want out. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I remember walking home and I was 13 Yes. and my dad said, well, are we ready to do this? Because, we do it? you know, four children, yes. the older two had gone on to do their things. There was an age gap. It was myself and my sister, Evelyn. Of course, they were around. But in that moment in time, dad said, this is what we're going to do. And it was all hands on deck. Everybody oh, wow. came together from the oldest to the youngest. And it was a grind, yeah. you know re-resurrecting the restaurant and bringing it back and um really those memories on 39th and victoria next to the safeway and the schools i still when i go that way to london drugs yes. i still my mind goes i remember I running in the parking lot playing in the back and those are things you know you can't erase that and why would you ever want to it no. is who you are and uh i'm grateful yeah. i count my blessings and i count some people and some things in time twice so, so uh, good times for sure. For sure, hundred percent. So now, um, when are you thinking of? So the, the building that you are in has been sold. Are they going to make a yes. high rise? So, some, something so like that. So the thing is, yeah, we've known. We've been there twenty three years. We've known for the last thirteen. Let's say this with yes. lease signing and all of that that they were going to the family that owns the building develop it. They've been very transparent. And so we knew in 2020 that doomsday was coming. We needed a new location. But mm. then came this thing called COVID. Mm. You know, so everything got put on hold. They made some extensions, which worked for us because truthfully, we didn't know what restaurant business was going to be. We didn't know if the world was coming to an end. Right. What was going on? It was upside down and sideways. When I think back, I think, can you believe what the world went through? Yeah. Like, my goodness. People say restaurant business, everybody took a hit and we're still taking hits. Mm. And it's just still trickling down. So we've been on the hunt and, you know, I'm like a walking MLS. I'll tell you what's for sale, what's not <laughs> in this city. And we went through some pretty, you know, okay, good locations. And I'm happy to say that we have one that we are 
very happy with. Right. We will be in the neighborhood and on Victoria Drive. Right. That's about as much as I can say because of the legalities right. and the non-disclosures to protect everyone in this situation. But within the next three weeks, mm. I will be able to loud and proud scream from a rooftop where the location is. Right. And we'll have some time. We will be in this location that we're in on 49th until December, give or take. Okay. The new project has already started. It's coming together well. Mm. And it's going to be good. You know, I'm excited. It, there's, there's no words that can tell anyone mm. on this earth mm. that to be in my position mm. and know that I am going to be able to take over mm. what my parents started and have them stand across the street and look there and say, wow, we did it. Mm. So proud. So proud of you. You Itzy. know, it's just, I'm happy. Mm. I'm just happy is one of those things we all experience it, but it's like a little level above, right? It's like you work all this time. And when people say hard work pays off, amen, it does. So follow your dreams. Have some goals and, you know, it's never enough. Keep going. If you have one milestone, you can do a little bit more. No is not a word in my vocabulary. <laughs> I've never laid down for anybody. So if it's a no, then I'm going to make it a yes some way. In my own way, that will work without making it difficult for anybody. Some call it stubborn. My dad calls me mouthy. I don't know. But <laughs> the job's going to get done. And I really want to stay true to who we are and um, really embrace the essence of what Neighbors is. And we're just a little mom-and-pop place on Victoria Drive that welcomes you in like it's our home, gives you a good meal, a good convo. I want to know how your dog's doing, if your mom's <laughs> knee is better, where your vacation is. You know, we have a connection, yes. and that's what is Neighbors is about. So I'm planning on really cherishing that and taking it to another level, but really staying true to who we are. And I'm looking forward to it, for sure. The South Asian community is so proud of your restaurant. A um, lot of our friends come there on a regular basis. When I yes. go to the restaurant, yes. I see not only South Asian people, I see um, Filipino, Chinese, Italian and Greek. We're like United Nations. I always say it from the front <laughs> to the back, even from my employees. People have a notion that there's three Greek men back there cooking. It's not like that. No. We got blessed with this crew mm. that I'm actually going to say are aging out because mm. they've been with us now. We've been in business 40 years. Mm. Our four chefs and mm. our one prep guy have been with us 35 years wow. or more. Wow. So wow. there's one of our chefs that has been with us the entirety of neighbors. Wow. It's unheard of, Shushma. Yeah. So these guys have been our backbone, and it's not a one-man show. It was um, a man's vision and dream. My father, he set it out. Mm. He has been the driving force. He Even now, today, every day will come in and will say, no, 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 that one needs a little bit more. Uh-uh, uh, <laughs> you know? And this is good. We need that. Yes. And, um, you know, I do the same in the front. We, we, we have a thing that's going. And so we're so blessed to have these amazing people. And the clientele, you know, when I hire someone new, I'm like, listen, 
you have to remember that your demographic is from A to Z. You're going to have the young mom with the kids. You're going to have the old people. So it's with everything. It's how the server presents himself. It's the music we have. We must make everyone from top to bottom happy and welcome. It's not just for one demographic. And we're so happy to support all the communities in return that dine in our restaurant and whether they have, you know, in their churches fundraisers or for their kids' schools or... And this is a style of dining, you see. So the Asian community, eight people, they order six meals they like to share, and this is how they do it. You know, the Indian community, bring as much tzatziki and pita as you can. Okay, (laughs) bring some hot sauce and some cayenne. A couple people I know, you know? (laughs) So you have to just be able to allow people to enjoy their dining the way that they want. So... That's what we do. And then we have five different ways of getting food from neighbors. You want to pick it up and take it home? Okay. You want us to bring it to you? Okay. You want to use your phone and use an app and some guy comes on a bike and takes a pizza and makes me nervous, but he's going to get it to you? Or (laughs) come in and visit us and we will bring it from kitchen to table. And that to me is the best experience. Beautiful. When I have customers that say, we only do delivery. We just came in for the first time. I think, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> why have you been eating pizza out of a cardboard box traveled right. for half an hour? Yeah. It's different. It so is. if you love it in a box, come in and let us serve it to you. You'll enjoy it that much more, right? So, I, You know, I, I've got to finish this story, uh, this interview by telling a, a small story about how I ate over there for my fine listeners. I would come because I loved your pita bread. I loved your tzatziki. I loved your Greek salad. I loved your potato and rice. So the only (laughs) way I could have all that was with the chicken souvlaki. So I would order chicken souvlaki without the chicken. (laughs) Yeah. And we still do it. And I love it. And it's so funny because even... But, I mean, the chefs know, right? As soon as you put in large Greek salad, don't cut a side, potato, side, right? So I can have tzatziki. <laughs> Bang, I get my side of cayenne on the side, right? So, <laughs> And your dad learned to use the cayenne from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So really, Shushma, you know, we are blessed. You know, uh, I am fortunate to know you. And um, the community has embraced us. You know, it's just such... I don't want to cry. I'm not going to. Oh. I'm just going to say thank you. Well, thank you for being there. And <laughs> we'll be there with you all the time. I love you guys. And uh, we love you too. Take care. Yes, we're excited. This is going to be good. And let's do something for the community. You know, yes. me and my dad were talking, and I'm like, 40 years, we're going to do a nice going away party, big bash. Yes. We'll do a reopening. We owe it to everyone to be able to say, 40 years, and now another. I don't know how many I'm going to get. Many more. <laughs> I hope I'm as blessed as many more yes. on Victoria Drive. Yes. Um, there's some good things coming, right? And like I said, hard work pays off. Staying true to who you are. And don't ever forget where you came from. Lovely. Thank you so very much, Mitzi, for taking time and talking to Thank us. Thank you, Shushma. Looking forward to seeing you. Have a great day. Thank you so much.